0: episode of on Air. I'm Mike Stockton coming to you from Frankfurt online, Germany. And
1: I'm Van Ascherenci coming to you from Stansted, England. Ooh. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. Just oh. landed, right? Just landed uh, about 20 minutes ago. And nice. And very convenient to have a Hilton by the airport because you just walk out and walk in. And kudos to um, the system at Stansted, Immigration. Brilliant. Last week Heathrow, not so much. And um, compared to Frankfurt, I don't even want to compare, because um, there might be some, you know, security and immigration officers listening from Frankfurt. And I don't want to, um, don't want to get into trouble, but. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Don't worry; they didn't hear all those other times we've discussed exactly. uh, Frankfurt customs.
1: Exactly. If they want to take a field trip to learn from some other airports, I highly suggest they visit Stansted because it's um, Or Vienna. Can... Oh yeah, or any other airport for that. Or matter.
0: Italy, or yeah, pretty much anywhere.
1: You know, I have this e e passport with the with a little symbol at the bottom. Yep. So I can go through the e gates. I guarantee you, it never works in Frankfurt. <laughs> never, ever. I always get the X to see the officer. Now, it's okay when, you're, when the officer is not busy, but when you have 100 people queued up at the officer, you're at the E-gate, you put your passport through, and then it says no. And then I thought, maybe my passport is damaged, or I don't know. And then when I went to Tokyo, I asked the lady, can you please tell me why my passport never works at these gates? And she took out my passport, she put it in, and then it worked. Ah. <laughs> but before or after, never. In Tokyo, it works. In Miami, it works. In Heathrow, in that everywhere it works. In Frankfurt, it doesn't work for me. I don't know if it's my karma. I have a magnetic you know, charge and then that messes with the gate. I have no clue, but it never worked for me in Frankfurt.
0: Well, I can tell you this. After you asked that question, she went back and made a note to make sure you get pulled over every single time. Probably. Afterwards. Yeah,
1: probably. Probably. <laughs> but it's, it's, yeah. Anyways, I'm here and um, I'm not leaving until Wednesday. Um, nice. Oh, so, yeah. Well, I am in Frankfurt, but
0: I uh, traveled this past weekend to Colmar, France. Mm-hmm. And. It had been 10 plus years since I'd been there, and uh, really? I would just say <clears throat> found it very charming, and mm-hmm. I kind of like it better than Strasbourg, to be honest with you. It's a little smaller, just yeah. a, a nice little town, and there's a brand new hotel that opened. Well, I should say brand new. It opened last summer, so opened. I guess uh, it's
1: brand new for Colmar standards, you know?
0: Oh no, but it's it's very modern and sure, I mean
1: they don't have a lot of hotels opening there, I guess.
0: No, I, I don't think so, which is yeah. why when I saw something modern with you know, modern fixtures and all that stuff, we, we jumped on it and mm-hmm. it was uh it was fantastic. The the styling inside was meant to evoke kind of in a modern, well, in a very modern way, the yeah. uh Statue of Liberty, because the designer is from there and the bar had this wild copper mask that is the exact same size and form of the face of the Statue of Liberty.
1: It, is, it, it, is it public knowledge in the U.S. that uh, the Statue of Liberty was a gift by the French people to the U.S.? So that's why that's the connection.
0: Well, I can't tell you what they teach anymore in American schools, but um, yes, it was very well known to me that it was a gift from
1: france so i hope they still teach that yeah and there's, and the, the the artist is actually from colmar so yeah you're right everywhere you go there's like a small statue of liberty and the mm-hmm. big one and the even bigger one there's like a roundabout in the middle right there's a statue of liberty in the middle all kinds of people taking pictures there yeah yeah exactly exactly yeah.
0: so anyhow the hotel was great it had a uh michelin starred restaurant attached to mm-hmm. it which we tried um epic it was our anniversary so um but what was kind of uh neat watch wise yeah well we have a lot of anniversaries you know as foreigners we were married basically in two different places this was the anniversary of when we met so bottom line it's it's a dangerous period for me in the summer Balash. so (laughs) (laughs) well it's different but it was great and Before we went to uh, said Michelin star restaurant, uh, we had a drink at the bar and there was a gentleman, I think he was from England if I heard his accent right. And he was sitting at the end and I guess he was left-handed because he was wearing a watch on his right. And he was wearing a vintage Hoyer Camaro on its uh, Gay Freres bracelet.
1: Oh, so it's like a... A with uh, with sighting in the wild huh
0: yeah and my wife's like you should say something to him you should say something to him and (laughs) i didn't i was going to just say sir i compliment you on your on your camaro but uh his wife showed up and they engaged in some sort of a deep discussion so i i didn't bother Mm -hmm. them but it was pretty uh pretty cool he wore it um yeah. I mean, it was it, from, from my vantage point, it looked like in great shape. So probably a collector and mm-hmm. just was taking it out for the weekend. So was, know what
1: he was wearing, it's not like, Oh, this was my dad's and blah, blah, blah.
0: Yeah. I mean, it might've been, but I, I, it, it looked like he, he knew what he was wearing and uh, mm-hmm. it's neat to see that. I do I I rarely see vintage watches in person. I think, I can count on, on one hand seeing stuff in the wild. I still remember seeing a guy wear a vintage Daytona at the uh, lounge in Heathrow once. So that's a... that was pretty
1: wild. Yeah. So I was <clears throat> when I was walking here to the to the hotel, as I said, it's next to the airport. Um, I told my colleagues that I'm guessing that we're going to the right direction, and they're giving out free Rolexes because literally everybody that passed us by was wearing a Rolex. I keep <laughs> like six people. I saw a Batman. A GMT, a sub, um, an Air King, and then I think another sub. one and a gentleman with a brightling and every timer. This is the six people that just one by one passed us by in families and stuff. So but there were no free Rolexes at the hotel, sadly. So ah, sure. Yeah, but uh, England is I love England because you always see a lot of cool watches. Um at least I used to, I remember on the on the tube and you know, and I mean of course you and I we, we came to London many times before and yes we went to watch events and of course you see a lot of watches there but even in the city when we were on the when we were on the the tube going from the hotel and this and that you always you always see mm-hmm. your a lot of seamasters obviously the james bond connection i guess that's the that's the reason mm-hmm. and a lot of day just a lot of day justs.
0: a lot of brightling
1: rather of a lot of brightlings exactly um so yeah so you see a lot but vintage i don't remember i mean ah. i uh, no, it's not true. Last year, I was in Malta, and I saw a gentleman wearing a Mark II. Oh, nice on a bracelet. Oh, that's cool. And uh, yeah, like a, the regular one, not the not the racing like you and I have. Yeah, but the regular. It was um, it was in one of these parks, and um, and uh, I he was just just a low, like a casual, you know tourist outfit t-shirt and shirt uh, shorts and t-shirt. And he was wearing a a very nice looking mark II, And it was a vintage one, not the new one. Nice. But I don't see, don't see them often either. You're right. Hmm. So
0: we are going to have an episode of just random musings here. Some, some things we stumbled upon, some things that are on our list to look for and Mm -hmm. some different tips. Uh, so, not not a whole lot of structure today, and we will start off with some structure though with the handgulang's mm-hmm. controller. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and I'm always or mostly I'm the one who goes go first. So why don't you go first this time? Ooh. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I uh, got up this morning and I put on a watch that uh, I thought, all right, I picked something kind of fun to talk about, which was my. 1980 Seiko tuna can, but
1: hmm.
0: a surprise happened today at the office. Um, a it was quiet. yeah, a package came that I really wasn't, I, I don't want to say I forgot about it, but I normally get an email before something ships and yeah, the admin, uh, knocked on my door and handed me a box and I was like, what the heck is this? And then I looked and I thought, "Oh, it has arrived." So I was sitting there on a conference call and uh, undid my undid the box, and inside is the new Zen EZM 1.1s. Ooh.
1: Yeah. Oh, nice, nice. Well, well, you they could have just you know give it to somebody on the bicycle and just bike to you, right? <laughs>
0: Well, I, I mean, I was, I was quite a ways away from Frankfurt when it arrived, where it arrived. So,
1: um,
0: but it arrived and, you know, this is one of those watches that from the size it's 43 millimeters and it's like 16 millimeters thick. So the numbers are pretty imposing, Mm
1: -hmm. but
0: I recall this 48 millimeter lug to lug, which made it feel fine on my wrist. And I thought, well, I I jumped on it and I ordered one right then and there. When I went to that event while you were in, where were you? You were in, uh, I
1: was in Geneva, I think. Yes, Geneva.
0: So that was like when March, April, March, late March. Mm Yeah. Yeah. Cause it snowed that day here. And (laughs) I thought, all right, since I've ordered it, I'm like, geez, did I make a mistake? Is this watch too big? And sure enough, I put it on when it arrived and it fits beautifully. So, uh, the black case, I think, actually makes it look thinner than it is because black is slimming, I guess. And mm-hmm. I happened to have that uh, tuna can on my wrist. So, I put that on a strap with quick-release spring bars, which also happen to be 22 millimeters wide. And I... The, the, the Zen comes with a little spring bar tool, the, that leather strap, which neither you nor I were, were crazy about with a little logo, yeah. and a rubber strap that you've got to cut to fit. So, I took the leather strap off and put it on this strap, and voila, it was fantastic. Um, and and it's uh, I'll, I'll combine one of my little tips with that. So, I've worn my Doxa and the Tudor black Bay 58 on a uh, canvas strap from time to time, a green one. And mm-hmm. just for those out there, I don't know in the U S but on Germany, you can look up full Mosa, F U L L M O S a canvas strap. And they sort of advertise these on Amazon as being for like a Samsung, Samsung smartwatch or whatever, but you know, watch strap is a watch, watch strap. And yeah, I I love these like 12 or 13 euro canvas straps. They feel fantastic. So I had, (laughs) I had just gotten in a green one and a black one in 22 and thankfully I had it with me, but I, I put the, the new Zen on both black and like army green and it looks pretty cool. Uh, fits the vibe. So Anyhow, that, that is what is on my wrist. I'm enjoying it. I think it's uh, a neat watch. I know that they only made, I guess, 500 of these, and they sold out almost immediately. So I was lucky to get one, and I'm glad I did. I, I've always liked the EZM1 style. So,
1: hmm. And it goes to show how long it takes, at least for Sin, to deliver a watch that you ordered when? For... for months ago something like that right yeah yeah so, May, june july august Yeah, five five months ago yeah so that it's you know it it takes a while but i guess uh, five months is not too bad is it well i mean if you're waiting on a rolex i guess it's
0: like <laughs> a day after yeah. right so
1: it feels like a
0: day after five months so yeah. uh yeah it, it was fine and it took that long um but i'm really happy with it and kind of harkening back to our earlier discussion about your buddies and German customs, maybe I'm going to wear this next time and then be like, Hey, this watch was made for you guys. <laughs>
1: Do you think they'd find that funny? No, I, I, I don't, I don't think they'll, they'll know what you're talking about. They'll be like, where did you buy it? <laughs> exactly. <How about laughs> did you buy it outside of Germany? Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, to be just to get back to this topic, I'm not mad at the people. Obviously I know that this is their job. Although I, you know, I never held a gun to their heads when they applied for this position. So you should be a bit nicer to people, I guess. Because I was, you know how many people they have to check every day? Yeah. And that's probably tough, but... That's, the, a job. Tough that's the job. That's the job. Exactly. So anyways, it's not, not his or her, this or that officer's um, <laughs> fault that this thing is how it is. But yeah, it's just it's just not the, not the coolest sometimes. But anyways... Um, what uh what what i wanted so what i what i'm wearing actually i was um i was you know we talked about traveling and not taking a lot of watches and so uh this is also what i do or what i don't do i only take a few watches and last week i took when i was here i took two yeah and this week i took another two but the one that i i was wearing uh today on the plane is or was the day just hmm. the 16 or 13 nice and um i mean i was thinking do i look like well you know did i dress like someone who where is it day just <laughs> but then i was like yeah, I, I really don't care um so yeah it's just um it's just that i haven't I haven't had it on for a long time and i thought hey why not so I went with it and um, it was comfortable. It was fine. Um, I'm, I'm happy that I did. So that's nice. The, nice, lightweight, comfortable watch. Yeah, exactly. And it's, I mean, you know, it's if they know, they know what it is. Um, it was pretty safe. Uh, I was, so we were driving to the airport and then we left the car and then uh, we're gonna, uh, you know, we're here at the air as a, at the um, hotel by the airport. So. I'm um, not going to be in the city center or anything like that. But, um, and tomorrow I think I'm going to wear this. I have the Speedy Tuesday one with me. so let's go. Yeah. So for tomorrow, uh, that's going to be on. Um, but it's, yeah, w- one, one thing I was contemplating with, because my, my wrist is a bit swollen now in the heat, or at least it was in Germany, is that maybe, and this is something I don't do too often with the Rolexes. Maybe I should take the bracelet off and put it on a leather strap. Mm. Or I'll put a leather strap on the watch, rather. Um, because why not? And because I see them often, and the more I see the just or this type of watch, or this size of watch on a leather strap, the more I like it. Hmm. So maybe this is, a, you know, like a social watch social watch experiment kind of thing. Well,
0: I'm trying to think here. I, I've got a couple Rolex without a bracelet um, and... You know, if it comes that way, there there's no real choice, right? Unless you go hunt down the bracelet. But yeah, I think ah, give it a try. And I I think actually the watch you have could look pretty good if you find a a bit of a creative pairing. You know?
1: Yeah, and I think that's the uh that's the difficult thing, right? Because it's a two tone watch, so you have a a steel case. But you have the gold bezel, the champagne dial, and the gold crown. So, a leather strap. Obviously, I need to find a, a an on tone stitching leather strap. Uh, maybe, but I even think olive green would look pretty good. Yeah, olive. Yeah, black. Obviously, the black looks good with it. I mean, like a Saffiano black or a or a crocodile or anything like that. So some kind of a pattern. Uh, olive green could look good. Um, I can also imagine like uh one of your favorites, at least it used to be the grey suede.
0: Mm, that would
1: something look good too. Like yeah, something like that could, could be fun. So yeah. My um, only my only suggestion for you
0: mm-hmm. would be to go out and source, I mean, real, fake, whatever on eBay, but get a get a stainless steel Rolex uh pin buckle. Mm-hmm. I just think their their pin buckle looks good and yeah, good point. It just sort of for whatever reason some watches i don't care if there's a signed buckle or not but i think on a rolex it just classes it up just a bit and it shows just a little bit of extra thought you've put into it
1: yeah that's true that's true it's the same 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 for uh, omega i think the you know the vintage ones with the where the logo yeah. kind of leans over the buckle itself and those are those are pretty nice yeah good point good point so maybe next time um i'm wearing this one and we talk uh, i'm going to be wearing it on a on a leather strap we'll see uh, i have a bunch of watch strap reviews coming i mean i have one for i guess until the end of the year just i just uh, submitted the one for august and um those straps were mm, not really for the day just but there there are a few nice uh, new, new ones coming in so yeah nice let's see so
0: maybe uh i've got a couple topics before we yeah. get to some watch stuff and i thought I would bring them up and certainly if you've got one, we can go back and forth. Um, sure. The first thing I thought I would bring up, and and this is not a unique uh, comment by any means, because it's incredibly popular right now, but I've been watching um, for all mankind on Apple TV. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you know much about this show, Balash, or if you've watched any of it. Um, so I'll, I'll ask you that first.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I, I've heard of it. I, I know it's like a space kind of a sci-fi space exploration kind of thing, right? Well, it, it's, or it hard I understood? it's really more of a
0: drama and it is really, if the U S had continued to develop the space program and not really abandon it after the, mm-hmm. the moon landing, and I shouldn't say abandon. that's a little bit too harsh, but you know, had, decided to colonize on the moon and the Russians are neck and neck with the U S and the show blends some characters that are, uh, real character names or real, real names from history and some that are kind of a blend of real and, and imaginary, but bring in characteristics from just, you know, historic figures. And Mm -hmm. it's, it's really compelling. I think that, A lot of us watch people like space uh, because of – not because of the the Omega, but there's a tie there. And, of course, in this movie, there are a lot of watches, a lot of Speedmasters and things, although I can't really recall any real focal point on the watches. But it's – I'd highly advise it. I think it's really well done, and I'm kind of like midway through season two. Two and season three came out not long ago. We'll see how it keeps going, but it's, it's, uh, it's neat. The cars are cool, you know, from the sixties, they all had Corvettes and, yeah. uh, I think it's worthwhile. I, I really like it.
1: Yeah. It's uh it got 7.9 on IMDb. Although if you're a, a true, true, uh, movie buff, you'll say that IMDb scoring Means nothing, and it is true. <laughs> you check uh, Rotten Tomatoes; I think that's that's better. And um, the I'm just checking the cast that the the first name that that uh, I the, the first actor I kind of know is Joel Kinnaman, who's who used to I think he's, what, was he um, RoboCop? I think in the new movie, yeah, and House of Cards, he was in there too. Was he there? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I, I remember him um, from from the the RoboCop relaunch, which. Well, let's just say it wasn't the best. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and um, but he's been in a, a bunch of other stuff. No, it's it's definitely um, definitely interesting. Checking it out. I I as I said, I've heard of it, but I have not seen anything. I'm watching The Sandman on Netflix. If anybody's okay, yeah, it's uh, quite interesting. And I'm I'm waiting for the next season of, you know, Ted Lasso and uh, The Mandalorian and some of the The Witcher and some of these popular oh, yeah. tv shows i guess you could say um but um yeah sandman is is what i'm on at the moment I, I i was i really enjoyed i'm not really a huge star wars fan but i really enjoyed the the mandalorian and the the, boba, the book of boba fett yeah not yeah. so much the um obi-wan, uh, Obi-Wan. yeah not yeah. so much
0: so i like like tomorrow i have to say and uh well they're all done well i think they they don't skimp on production value do they
1: no 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 not really no it's just interesting I mean the I'm not sure about the Obi-Wan but but, uh, you know the book of Boba Fett and um, the Mandalorian they were both done by um, John Favreau right Mm -hmm. and uh, when I think of him I think of uh, Monica's billionaire brother from uh, a boyfriend from France yeah uh, but
0: I thought Balash that that is a different John Favreau
1: but it's not you're sure I'm about ninety nine point ninety nine percent sure that it's not.
0: Hmm.
1: I'm I'm pretty unless no, he's right. a, a right. no, right. also called John Favreau. Yeah, you're yeah. right. You're yeah. Right. He did a he did a g- a great movie about ten years ago called Chef. Oh yeah, that was so good. It was, yeah, it was a really, really good movie. And um and of course he's been in comedies and of course the Iron Man franchise and, and whatnot, but um yeah, I think he's um it's just amazing to me how uh, how he was. Uh, he yeah, was, versatile uh, guy, right? Yeah, very. Oh, and he was in um, in uh, Rudy. Remember the movie from the ninety early nineties about the guy who goes to the Notre Dame. Uh, oh, to, with uh, to... Sean Astin, yeah, exactly. Sean, Sean Sh- yeah, Sean Astin is Rudy, and Rudy. then this guy also plays his friend or something like that, John Fowler, Yeah, great actor. Very. It could be a very interesting character. I'd love to meet him. Yeah sounds like so, that.
0: so all right so so TV there we go and the other thing I wanted to bring up um, and I was curious if Hungary is like this so my uh-huh. wife is from a small town in Slovakia kind of up in the uh, it's called the foothills of the Tatras yeah which is sort of being generous it's still quite a bit quite, quite far away but it's a little mountainous there and Kind of cabins and things like that, which I think in Slovakia, like every other country, when you have cabins, people just kind of collect stuff and never throw anything away. <laughs> <Yeah>. And <laughs> and okay. and you know, I'm 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 curious because you're not from a big city, but uh, anyhow, where my wife lives, there there is a confluence of old Eastern European trucks. Yeah, yeah, like uh, ARO and praga and Balash, these things are awesome they are really cool do you have do you have a lot of that stuff in hungary too no uh
1: no i mean i think you meant to say central europe but that's okay um no i remember seeing. Thinking- <laughs> sorry I mean- about that you're right my wife would have corrected me as well my exactly. apologies. But- yeah, shout out to Susanna for a reason. Uh <laughs> um no, I I mean I mean I used to see them around the the Aru, especially the orange ones, but mm-hmm. but I don't see them anymore. And you know, we don't have I mean Hungary you don't really have hills. I mean that's where we end is where Slovakia starts when it comes to how high you can go. I mean, Hungary is really not is pretty much a, a flat land, but um but you see them in obviously in villages, right? Every once in a while. But I think it's I, I I I usually go home once or twice a year, and I um I always try to see these things or find these things. But you don't really see them too often anymore, um, especially not in the city. I mean, I live in a fairly big city when I'm in, or I stay in a fairly big city. When I'm in Hungary. Uh, maybe you know when you go down to to the countryside and check out villages, but not 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 too not too many anymore. But of course i know i know the cars i know what you're talking about it's a romanian uh yep. um brand or truck uh r o yeah
0: yeah and i think if i remember what uh, my brother in- law was telling me a lot of these had no suspension, which is pretty epic
1: could be could be i mean i i i there's there was a lot of was like UAZ. I think it was a Russian mm-hmm. car i wouldn't be surprised if the Russians still used it today. Um, that were used by the military back then and of course uh, a bunch of other like you know like minivans or like vans and stuff like that but I'm to be honest I'm not an expert on those I I don't know but I can imagine that they lacked um... (laughs) many creature comforts right (laughs) exactly exactly (laughs) like stuff that that modern I mean or even back then um, car designs and, and builds you know and the Western world would have not functioned.
0: Yeah. And, and there was some event going on, you know, call it 10 minutes away from her village where a lot of people go up and camp out for the weekend and drink a lot of booze and grill out and stuff. And it's like a thing to bring these, uh these old vehicles because they've come become sort of like in every country, these old sort of sport utility vehicles are now, sort of prized and there was just some wild machinery rolling past all day long. It was, it was really like a parade of, you know, and some some of this stuff is like more Bondo than metal now, but (laughs) it's, uh, it was cool. It was really kind of neat to see it. And I, I will, uh, I will pay more attention going forward because the designs are not altogether different than something like a, uh, like an old Land Rover, honestly. They're just yeah, boxy I mean, trucks.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, they either copied it or bought the license or just, you know, great minds think alike. Uh they kind of cheap uh, to make, easy to stamp yeah. out, right? Yeah, they designed the same stuff. I mean, it's it's known obviously that uh, the the dacias that were used by the or made by the Romanians, they bought the license from Runo. So if you if you Google Dacias, you can see that uh, that um, it's basically the shape of an old Renault. I'm not sure which one, or that the Ladas that the Russians made were bought off of Fiat. So um, you see the same type of car in Italy, or you could back then there were um, Fiats. Um, yeah. So yeah, they either bought them or or copied them, or you know, I mean, I mean, modern times. Do you remember? Uh, um, uh, maybe not. I'm not sure. The um the 90s, I would say, probably mid to late 90s. Devo, the, the the Korean oh, uh, company, yeah. they bought the license for old Opel Cadets, mm. and um, some of the newer Devos they have the the, the design of a, of a Cadet from the 80s, the Opel Cadet, yeah, and things like that. So yeah, I guess yeah, um, I mean, you're, you're coming from this industry, right? So you know this better than I do. Um, how yeah. they share certain elements or flat out the whole design or
0: yeah, just neat stuff. So. Yeah. And that's not even getting into the, uh, the big trucks, like, uh, the, like I saw the Praga V3S, which is, uh, one of our, one of our listeners, uh, wrote to me, said that in Slovakia, they're called the Vitriska. and, uh. Yeah, they're they're known as cockroaches because they will outlive everyone, essentially.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, this is some, some crazy stuff. I just watched a, a little reportage a few weeks, maybe a month ago, about um a group of guys who are collecting old tractors from this brand. I think it maybe it was a Hungarian brand, I'm not sure. Mm, and yeah. this like these, you know, these old grandfathers and and uh and and fathers in their 50s and 60s and 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 up and they're like going crazy for these old tractors and um and it was one funny guy he said well i don't want to tell my wife how much i spend on this on this tractor uh <laughs> but, but i have three of them and they all look the same so she doesn't know she just thinks i have one and <laughs> I, keep, I keep them somewhere else so yeah it's oh, funny uh, it's, I mean, everything has a, has a, 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 a collector. Circle. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And that's good. Oh, so that, that was the other thing I wa- I meant to bring up, uh, on our last episode just because, uh, it really stuck out with me. The, some of these vehicles. So
1: yeah. Crazy. They're crazy. Yeah.
0: And let's see what else. Um, oh, the better call Saul Casio WV59 arrived by
1: yeah i saw the post
0: yeah i've been serenading you with some pictures and i will do a write-up on on it is actually a really kind of a neat design and i have to say for 47 euros not a lot to
1: complain about yeah and of course the our resident casio expert g2 already uh was i think he was the first one to comment on it right or he, oh yeah. He went into technicality, yeah. asking about the antenna and the display and this and that. So, I mean, G two being G two. I mean, you know, is he lives and breathes Casios and and everything around that brand. So. Oh yeah, yeah.
0: So that was that. What was the <laughs> other th- thing I wanted to mention to you? Oh well, I I another strap that I've been enjoying now for the better part of a year is um. In addition to the real tropics, our friend Andreas at Mm Gregoriadis.com has been selling some FKM rubber uh, tropics with quick release spring bars, and Mm -hmm. I've been using a green one for quite a while, and I just checked his site, and he's now got some FKM straps that are like the tropic rally style with
1: the big hole. Oh, Nice.
0: Yeah, and he's got them in like I think like eight different colors. So I ordered a couple of those too, and kind of excited to get those in. That FKM rubber is really nice; it really beats silicone. Honestly, so much better. No dust or anything like that.
1: Yeah, I'm just I'm trying to find the um the the tropics that are that you're talking about, but um, I mean the 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 trop the what was it called? Is it is it, I think it was a Tropic Sport, wasn't it? the, the one, yeah. three big holes yeah but, yeah. i um, think
0: he calls them like a rally like if you look up fkm rally strap yeah, gregoriatus yeah. you'll find it and they're only in 20 millimeters now but he's got them and i think they're like 25 euros or something which i think is fair uh especially because i've seen the same ones elsewhere for like 40 so um,
1: yeah this is this is a i guess it's a just a a timeless design, isn't it? Yeah, big, big yeah. Thing.
0: And you don't really, you know, they've got like the nice, sort of had like that leather texture to it, so mm-hmm. you don't have to worry about, you know, if you wear it heavily. the The vintage ones, of course, have some value now. So sure. mm-hmm. that you know, was an, another thing I noticed. Yeah,
1: you know, I I think in the in the previous um, or one of the previous white strap review articles, I just said that I think that. Um, and I, of course I, I see a lot of straps month after month and three years ago, four years ago, quick release spring bars were not really a thing, right? Mm. You would see them every once in a while, but now they're, and I, w- I didn't really pay too much attention. If it had one cool, I mean, it's okay. I I don't care. But, but right now I, I really feel that that's the, it's almost like a must, mm. um, cause it just. Makes it so easy to swap uh, the strap uh, for another strap or a bracelet, and um, yeah, it's just yeah. I, I just think that when you do a new a new strap now or or get into the business, you you need to you need to offer um, um, quick release spring bars. Huh?
0: Yeah, and I, and I think there are some people. Well, it is weird to your point. I forget who debuted this. It was one of those brand. One of the brands had them um, and. Oh, I don't know. I can't remember, honestly. I can't. But like you said, four or five years ago, and it was certainly a—you know—people talked about it. But to your point, it sort of I wouldn't say fizzled. It just sort of was like a a quiet a quiet thing. And now they're everywhere. Yeah, and I'm everywhere.
1: yeah. But I'm and of with you. The, Like the brick brands do it right. They all did a few years ago at SIHH Every. Richmond Brand had some kind of a uh of quick a release. special quick release. Exactly. Get rid of the bracelet, put it of course it's not a normal quick release, so you cannot use a neutral strap with your Cartier or whatever, but um but strap makers as well, they do it. And and those straps, I mean, you know, you use it on your vintage watches, you use it on your modern watches, you use it on your Rolex, on your Speedy or whatever. Um and now they're everywhere. And I and I I have to say I really, really enjoy them. I really enjoy receiving a batch of straps and and seeing the quick release um built into the strap basically because it just yeah it just makes life so easy and um and it was never uh it was always like an extra right you can order the strap or you can for i don't know 10 bucks sure. plus you can order it for the quick release but now i'm not saying it's a must as i said but it should be considered a standard, standard. yeah
0: yeah no I'm with you and i and I think about uh you remember I sent you that like box of spring bars that i'd I'd gotten a second one on Amazon yeah,
1: yeah, yeah
0: and i I go to that well all the time, like I use them, but i'm there's no doubt about it. It's nice to have you know to to travel, for example, bring a couple straps and you just don't worry about spring bars or a tool, and it uh it makes life simple. Um, yeah, it's the way to go. Frankly,
1: yeah. I agree. I agree, and I, and I love to see them on on new straps. And uh, just the one that I I reviewed, um, um, as I said for August, they also had it, and it was just just a dream to swap. And it's funny because some of my watches are on older straps from older reviews and stuff, mm. and you see that there are no no uh, no quick release spring bars in them or on them, but the new yeah. ones they they almost all have them. So.
0: Well, it's kind of funny. Like I used to get, you know, I would get a, a bunch of old Seikos or something, you know, five or eight watches, and I would think to myself, "All right, what straps do I want to, yeah, order to match this?" And I'm not saying that I still don't do that to a degree, but honestly, with these quick release ones, you can swap so easily. You don't really need to have every watch on a on a strap, you know? Yeah.
1: No, so, absolutely. You, you can just take um you know you can just take a watch or two watches and, and one strap and then you can swap basically the strap and use the different watch with the same strap if you want you can save space yep. you know simplicity i like it yeah absolutely. Cool. absolutely
0: so those were some of the uh the tips there um Let's see. Did you have anything you wanted to bring up? And if, if not, we could shift a little bit just to some maybe some watches on the on the on the hunt list.
1: No, we can we can go we can move on to watches. If something comes to mind I'll I'll just throw it in. Yeah.
0: So I'm very much in a mode right now, and I say this um as a brand new watch came in today, but I, I knew that was coming and I've got a couple uh I think I've got a couple things that will arrive next year watches, but I'm mm-hmm. in a bit of a quiet mode right now. I'm not desperately searching for anything. That sounds funny to say desperately searching because neither you nor I, or probably anybody who listens to this is is in need of a watch, but um, I'm kind of at a, a point where I really want to enjoy some stuff that I have and kind of on the strap topics, switch some things up and, and enjoy that a little bit. Um, but I have been in this grand Seiko King Seiko mode for a little while now. And that's probably where I'm spending my time right now, looking at at vintage grand Seiko. Mm -hmm. So I, uh, the first Grand Seiko I ever got was the SBGW 047, so the 44GS re which is a really faithful uh edition of that watch, although it uses the current 9S64, even though that watch is bordering on 10 years old. And I would like the original one. I would like an original 44GS. Uh, mm-hmm. They're expensive, so good ones are you know, 2500 to $3,500, which is not cheap, but I guess in the, the scheme of things, if you think about pretty legendary dress watch designs, it's still a hell of a lot cheaper than a lot of Swiss watches. Oh yeah, um, But tough to find. I scour the usual places for them in hopes that something good is going to come up. Uh, a lot of fine surfaces on that watch and when I say that sharp edges and transition points and polish to uh, like grained surface and the challenge polish is finding one that isn't over polished. Mm. So if you think about that King sicko, you got and look at all those yeah. nice edges and think about how, how bad it would look if those were soft.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: That That's the challenge around these.
1: Yeah, it's yeah, I, uh, I, and I totally get it. Totally get it. Um, and do you see them around at all, like unpolished, or is it really yeah. diamond dusting? You
0: kind of do, but it's tough. You know, it's tough to tell from the pictures, and it. And I would say it's one of those things where you could be rewarded by finding one that is a little beat up looking, and when I say beat up, maybe some scratches on the case a bag crystal, um, and then just go get yourself a, a new old stock crystal, which does exist. And then you're going to deal with scratches on the case, but I would rather have that in a very honest, sharp, sharp watch versus an over polished one, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Yeah.
0: And then the other thing is the dial, you know, there, there were only silver dials. So sometimes I find on these Japanese sites with the pictures, Mm -hmm. they use either use way too much exposure. So you can't tell, or they'll do it very dim and you can't tell if it's shadows or staining on the dials. Mm. So yeah, I'm, I'm, it's like, I'm in no rush. So, you know, there, there's no reason to, to, to take a real chance unless something is, is really inexpensive, but as I said before, this is a pretty desirable model. And I think they had a couple different versions. There's one with like dia shock on the dial and one without, and I'm not sure I care which I would get, but yeah, I would like a nice one. And I think that would just be a, a really nice piece to have in the collection.
1: Yeah, I was, you know, I, I just wrote the article about the, the King Seiko. And I said, I, I was really not planning on getting that one. And, and, um, I don't i mean i have some ideas what i want i'd like to have a psycho monaco with the with the flyback chronograph movement hmm. um then i saw the um which i quite like the the fifty two forty six seven thousand okay king Seiko and the fifty two forty or the fifty two forty six um sixty sixty um you know which one are these is uh um obviously they are they're automatic uh day date um, watches with um, chronometer officially certified on the dial, and then KS under the—I mean, above the six—special high beat.
0: And like, huh. um, so these have the uh, the faceted crystal, correct?
1: Yeah, exactly. Fifty-two
0: forty-six, I think exactly. does have, have faceted. the faceted crown,
1: and exactly. Yeah. And um, I and I and I find them absolutely beautiful. I mean, I need another King Cycle. Uh an automatic, like, like a bullet in the head, but, um, but I love the gray dial. I love the blue dial. This kind of, uh, I don't know, is it canvas style you can call it or just, just brush style. I'm not sure. What's the, mm, almost correct? like a linen
0: dial. Yeah. Like a
1: linen dial, sorry, not a canvas. I meant linen dial. Exactly. Or a brush dial. That's the, uh, that's the idea. Um, yeah. So I think those are absolutely beautiful. Uh, I guess, um, they're not that easy to find, especially in, in good condition, uh, at least the ones um, the ones that I you know did a quick Google um, search a few days ago and kind of came across a few examples and yeah they were not that easy to find and if you do then they're not cheap.
0: Yeah, well those are gorgeous and I, I a couple of those came across my feed the the other day just a, a collector with them and. I think what's unique about those, as you said, is the dial colors because yeah. most of the Japanese watches were were silver dialed, and yeah. they're pretty impressive in that regard. I think the faceted crystal is a little bit of uh, it feels very '70s to me, and mm-hmm. I don't think I own those. There's various uh, Seiko models that used it. I think they're like Vanax uh, was a a Seiko subline. Uh, mm-hmm. V A N A C,
1: yeah. That
0: had those, and,
1: uh, and they also had these crazy dials, right? Like crazy yeah, purples dials. and yeah yeah, 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 exactly.
0: Yeah, um, yeah I've never, I've never um, owned anything like that. So, but this, this is a little bit more of a subtle take. Uh, mm-hmm. So the other one that that I've been looking for, and I've come close. Um, you can look this one up. The Grand Seiko forty five twenty. Dash seven thousand, and specifically, this is the the um, model with the kind of kind of it almost looks like a UFO type case yeah. with like facets on it, and I find them amazing. And here again, you can find them with uh, a black dial, so I would love to find one with the black dial in mm-hmm. nice shape and. Again, when you're when you're looking online at them, so many of them have yeah. been polished, and if you lose those facets, the watch is
1: really it, It's just round. It just the case just looks round.
0: Yeah, it's not it's worth cushion. it. And
1: yeah, yeah. so I know what you mean. That's another
0: one that I've I've
1: had on the list for quite a long time. And and they made it in gold apparently with oh, now it's a gold cap. Sorry, with a, with a linen type dial as well. This this yep. made linen dial yeah that's that's the that's a difficult thing because you really you search for this and m- most of them what you see have this round case and you think okay they made them in a, in this cushion shape but no it's not i guess it's just just polished to death when it becomes this yeah. just a boring cushion shape versus this um amazing uh i don't even know how many dimensional especially when you look at it from an angle it's crazy yeah yeah, so
0: that, that's cool yeah, and then I always think about the modern Grand Seiko that uh, G2 owns. So the SBGW two thirty five, which is just like a round cased right. that they still make today. They make that that case today, but his is with the with a a great beads of rice bracelet and. Manual wind, it's really kind of a, hmm, you'd almost put it in like a a Rolex Oyster Perpetual type camp. A little dressy, a little sporty, except in this case, it uses a manual wind movement, not an automatic like the Rolex. Uh, But unfortunately, for whatever reason, that the bracelet version, they never sold in Europe, really. They sold a version with the leather strap, and now they're doing all these colorful dials, which are mm-hmm. nice. But, yeah, I, I've thought about uh, shopping overseas for one of those, too. And I would have bet that in Japan, at the camera shops, I would wonder if they still had those there.
1: Well, next time I'm there, I'm going to check it for you hopefully yeah. I'll be there in a in a few months again we'll see but um, yeah yeah this is such a classy piece with, with this just a round case and I, I like the black uh with the one with the black leather strap I like the bracelet as well um, but then again you can get the one on the bracelet and swap it for a leather strap and then just you know keep um yeah. swapping between the bracelet and the strap but this is yeah this is um this is almost too purist for for a for a Seiko fan, I have to say. Yeah,
0: it's super clean. It's uh, really under the radar, but, you know, nice finishing. And I, I think it was kind of an entry-level model for them, which is fine for me. Uh, but, yeah, it, it, that watch I go back and forth on, you can find them for a decent deal uh, in Japan. It's uh, It's just another one of those watches that... I know I would love having, but with only one wrist, you know?
1: <laughs> and, and it has a beautiful display case back, mind you.
0: Yeah, that's true. It, it, it is true. So yeah. one day I'll probably go after one of those. So, so here's
1: a question. You know, there's a, there's the guy, I think it's the, um, the the guy in Poland, we had a um, um, a podcast episode with him who does the um, the polishings, right? The the case, the psycho case polishing, hmm. and they offer or he offers um, a display case back for vintage psycho. I think it's him. Yeah, I've seen these. Um, and so, what do you think about yeah. that? Would you get that for your for your psychos, or it's more of a gimmick, or just a novelty item? Or,
0: well, I think there are two scenarios, uh, where, where I would consider it. And interestingly, they're, they're the exact opposite scenarios. So the first Mm -hmm. one would be if my watch were either missing or had a really damaged, uh, Mm -hmm. medallion on the back. Mm -hmm. And the second one would be if I was know just crazy intent on preserving the medallion so like i said polar ends like perfect or not there and i I think i'd also be interested like so for example your king seiko where the 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 original one you got i think you said the medallion is missing right
1: no uh the original that i have the medallion is a bit worn and the Grand Seiko, the medallion is missing yes Okay. So there,
0: I think I would consider Now your Grand Seiko, is it a manual wind or no, automatic? Automatic.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think I'd go look up at what that automatic movement looks like. And if it's attractive and well-finished, yeah. Why not? I think that'd be kind of cool.
1: Yeah. Good point. Good point. Uh, I, I, from the top of my head, uh, what's the reference number? Poof. Uh I'm not sure, but i can I can check it out um yeah, I thought about it because we talked about this you and i uh, about the medallion that is and and you said, well, it's not that difficult to find but and okay, granted, I haven't really 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 looked for one, but mm. from time to time you know i i I look it up and I try to look you know for for parts and stuff and I don't really see a medallion, maybe a um like um a, a modern copy or something but yeah Yeah, you told me there are fakes out there right yeah exactly so that's like yeah and so i i'd rather you know just yeah get the display case back and um and then you know use that maybe because i love the work otherwise it's a beautiful piece but i think if it's
0: attractive um yeah but should maybe reach out to the to the gentleman who sells them and uh, find out more. I think, look, I, I, I like looking at a manual wine movement more, but on the other hand, if it's a grand Seiko, it's probably still got a good looking movement and it's a conversation piece. I think
1: Absolutely. at, at
0: the end of the day, if it's on your wrist, you're not going to be looking at the case back, but be kind of fun to fun to show people and yeah, yeah. even do a little review on the case back. I think uh, some might want to, might want to know what the experience is in terms of fit and finish and, and all that kind of thing.
1: Yeah, you're right. It's, it's, it's nice to take it off and, and I, cause I love the watch. I love the, the, the simple black dial. Uh, I'm sorry, the black hands and the black indexes. I mean, I think it's, it's absolutely, you know, just the, the most elegant vintage cycle that I own at least. Um, yeah. but yeah, but maybe, maybe I'll, I'll, um, cause a, a friend of ours, um i'm not sure what exactly let me quickly check his instagram handle because i know he changed it quite a lot or well he changed it a few times it's uh right now it's um a underscore loves underscore watches oh yeah um alex he's and got bought- a nice collection of vintage grand seiko and king seiko exactly and especially from the 60s and he bought A bunch of um uh, maybe not a bunch i don't know but a a few i'm sure display case backs and um and so yeah i i one of his later. so actually his latest post as of today is from the 7th of august and he he you know he tags i think he he tagged you or me in any ways he talks about the watches and the polishing and in the last picture he he shows the display case back and it's kind of Kind of, um, kind of interesting because the, the 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 case back itself looks pretty sturdy with a rather small window. But I guess that's just the design of the the case. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like you cannot really go with these. Yeah, there's
0: not to... a huge uh, aperture anyway. I don't think it's a huge movement, right?
1: Yeah. Right, right, right. So I might ask him what he thinks and and based on that I'll probably going to get one for myself.
0: That's it's not a bad idea. And honestly, my Grand Seiko reissue that was one frustration there. They did not do a gold medallion. They just did a one piece case back with a stainless like logo. Mhm. You know, it's in relief, but that was a bit of a weak move. They did not do the the medallion. So, mm-hmm. heck, I could I could take that off and put on a display back. It wouldn't matter. Obviously, you keep it, and you know you can always switch it
1: back, right? Sure. I I have a display case back for um, my Speedy, my three twenty one, um, mm-hmm. and I bought it. I don't know, like six, seven, eight years ago, and I have to say I don't use it as much as I used to, but. Every once in a while, I just, you know, when I when I change straps and I'm like, hmm, why not? I'll just take off the original one and, and put the, the display case back on. And it's, it's, I mean, nowadays you have a lot of Speedmasters, of course, especially the new one, new 321s, You they come with display case back. So you can see the movement, but but I think it's, uh, there's a charm of the vintage 321. It's oh, yeah. like there's... There is this this charm of the the vintage cycle, uh, Grand Cycle or King Cycle movements that the new ones just can't um, replicate. I guess. Yeah. Well, the fact that they
0: were doing that finishing back then and still looks good. Yeah. It is worth showing
1: off, I would say. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I think the price wasn't too bad. I I don't want to don't want to say how much it was. I can't remember, but maybe a couple hundred euros, mm-hmm. or maybe a bit less than a couple hundred. I'm not sure i have to have to do oh. my research on that, but yeah, so maybe and um whenever a medallion comes up i can just can just jump on it and until then rock it with the display case back cool
0: yeah all right any other th- any other stuff you'd like to bring up polish?
1: um not much really i mean um i i have a uh a, a few watches coming um few Excelsior park uh operated watches which i'm very happy about oh yeah um um i have the well i kind of went from from zero to 100 because i was you know <laughs> for, for, for <laughs> you were forever in so. a day looking for one right exactly i was looking for one and then i got the one the the, the two sub dial version the new old stock excelsior park then i got the three sub dial version so the ep4 and the ep40 both and then um in between i got the uh, um um private label brand a third brand i don't know and, and so not an excelsior not a galley and there is something else michael which i have not i think i have not or maybe i have shown you um something with a black dial have i shown you that oh i don't know is it also using an ep yeah but it's not an ep and it's not a galley it's mm. the third it's the third most um, gp famous no 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 no, no, no. black dial Two sub dials. It starts with a Z. Zenith. Yes, sir. Wow. So, yeah. So, sounds um,
0: amazing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So that's, Where's uh, that that's, one.
0: Is that one from the US as well?
1: No, no. That's, that's from Europe. So mm-hmm. actually from, uh, from my dealer friend. And, mm-hmm. um, but, but I don't have it yet. So, uh, uh, let's see when it arrives. It's, uh, uh it's in uh well uh, we'll talk about it when it when it gets here i think that's let's, let's leave yeah. something for uh for that no, but it I, great. Know, I I, I, yeah I, I sent you some pictures back a few weeks ago uh maybe two three weeks ago so you can look at you know. it.
0: yeah to take a look yeah i think uh between you and thomas lately you guys have been on a uh ep kick so
1: yeah yeah, for me, it's as I said, it, it's it's a. I, I mean, I, I just love the, the new old stock one. I think it's amazing. I, I, I love the 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 action on the pusher and how this <laughs> the movement operates. It's just uh, wonderful. So I was very happy to to add those to the collection. And I'm I'm kind of maybe a Movado vintage Movado with the Movado movement would be nice or a Longin thirteen ZN. But other than that, you know, it's I'm happy with what I have to be honest. Yeah,
0: I I'm with you. A Movado with an M ninety five, I would like um I, the longine I problem is uh I don't like well, I I like the more the styles that are more in in your forties and fifties wheelhouse, but the problem is uh affording one of those is challenging and yes, very yeah, and the M ninety five Movados that are like thirty five, thirty six from the sixties. I really like those. I missed out on one of those, like gosh, eight eight years ago. I think it still haunts me. And uh, honestly, the condition probably wasn't great, but I think I crapped out at around twenty five hundred bucks, and somebody somebody just kept going. And you know, this was at a time when that was all the money in the world of course now (laughs) the peanuts yeah yeah. i mean it's not but you know but but i like those uh m95s with the squiggly uh chronograph hands and the the sub sub register hands and i think versus i i know i think was that no that movement didn't make its way to the sub c i think it was the 146 hp so I, don't know. I, I, I would say if I, I used to be a, uh, you know, one of the sub C that, that was, uh, shared with, uh, Zenith, but I now would want the more dressy M95 model without the bezel. I think that would be more my, mm. my style, but you know, th- these are those kinds of watches that when you're least expecting it, you find one that's at a decent price and you know, you're either in the very right or very wrong headspace, and you pull the trigger. So I'm I'm yeah. not worried. I, I think uh, it's one thing I think both of us have learned in this game. Um, stuff yeah. pops up, and you just never know.
1: Exactly. Don't rush it. Don't rush it because eventually it will come. And if you rush it, you might end up with a with a train wreck that uh, you will have a lot of problems fixing. And in the end, if you add that to the to the purchase price, you realize, yeah. I could have bought the better one for five, exactly. a bit more.
0: Exactly.
1: Yeah. More Anything else from your side? I, I'm I'm good, Mike. I think we've uh, we've had a great discussion. I'm, I'm sorry, I was a bit maybe uh, under the weather because of all these travelings, and I I just literally dropped my bag two minutes before I I hit the the record button. No. Um, Thanks for.
0: Thanks for making the time. And I'm sorry, or I right guess right. our listeners won't hear it, but we had a crash of the uh, internet here in Germany. So
1: yeah, no, no, it's I'll take care of that. And hopefully next week uh, we'll be, I mean, I'll be back in, oh no, next week I'll be in Geneva. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, anyways, well, I'm, I'm sure we'll find a time. Um, even if I'm in Geneva, it's going to be maybe cool to, to chat. Perhaps yeah. even just a 30, 35 minute long episode, like a live, a quote unquote live update on Geneva while I'm there uh, I'm to find the time to, to, to do something and, um, hopefully give you guys some update. You will be in Geneva any chance? Nope. I was going to go and now
0: not. So okay. I have once mid September rolls around, I have a crazy schedule until basically
1: the end of year. So wow. So you just uh, time and be with the family. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's good. That's good. Well, in that case, my, thank, you a lot. thank you. I will.
0: And, and then, uh, have a nice ale for me and enjoy, uh, enjoy lovely England.
1: I will. And, um, also Talk Geneva. Soon. Indeed. And with that from Stansted, England, well, from, like as well.